0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: I, I'm in a dad bod. It's like, oh, that's a body that's going to take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. He's going to check the algebra homework. Like, that's what I want. I don't that's want, so like, cute. a super jack guy who's going to be like, oh, i got to go on the treadmill. It's like, yeah, like but your kids can't like read. Yeah, like a freak. Yeah, yeah, they can't read. You're boring. Yeah.
2: Anybody who, like, is very, very into working out gets more boring slightly. Right. Yeah. Except for you, because you're the best. Oh, uh, Thank you. <laughs>
1: Hey, Boos and Bays! We are so excited to bring you our very first episode of Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studios. I can't believe I'm finally here. I know, we're here. We made it. I'm Phoebe Robinson. And I'm Jessica Williams.
2: We came up with the idea of Two Dope Queens
1: a while ago. And I met Jessica when she was taping something for The Daily Show. We hit it off instantly. We there did. was so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. The it, Kim Kim was cray cray. Oh, my God. Turn on the Bunsen burner. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, we just decided, hey, let's try and do a show together. We're both really funny. And then we did and had so much fun. So then we just kept doing it. You yeah. Know? It was like
2: Tinder, like just swiping right, swipe right, oh swipe right, God. swipe right.
1: Yeah. So you guys are going to be in for a treat because we're going to talk about... Things are going to get super personal. You're going to know us completely inside and out. Yeah,
2: you're going to know what blood type I am. Yeah. I don't know my own blood type. I'm guessing I'm, like, having a B moment. Like, I feel like I'm a B.
1: Just a little backstory in this episode. This was a magical night, okay? God, it was wonderful. This was my 31st birthday. Happy and- birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday,
2: <laughs> dear Phoebe. Happy birthday to you. Ooh ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, child, honey girl. Ooh.
1: Yeah. We celebrated with, like, a packed house at Bell House in Brooklyn, and we had... So many amazing comics. We had Aparna Nanchurla, who's a writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Hashtag Brown Women. Gary Goldman, who is, oh my God, the tallest glass of water. Hashtag tall white glass of waters. And uh, Michelle Boutel, who I adore. She has beautiful curly hair like Lisa Bonet. It's so beautiful. I love it.
2: And we got it all in this episode, not sex-wise, but we got it in topic-wise. We talked about Phoebe's strip club adventure, street harassment, racist cab drivers, very sexy role play, and then what happens when a Jersey girl goes to Florida. Let me give you a hint. It's all bad. So stay tuned
1: and uh, listen up. It's everything Shauna Rhimes ever dreamed of, (laughs) y'all.
2: Phoebe, how are you? Happy birthday! Girl, you look great. How are you feeling
1: today? I feel good. I went for a workout today. Ooh. Did Jogged a little four miles on the tready. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Thank you. Damn. I gotta keep it right, keep it tight, you know? Keep um, it right. Keep it right. Yeah, I'm still in the, the weight loss journey because I, you guys, most of you guys know I broke up with my boyfriend of four years last month. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay, it was fine. Oh. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I put on 30 LBs with them, which is fine. It was all happy Hashtag weight. Hashtag relationship pounds. It's yeah, fine. exactly. And so now I'm, I'm single and ready to mingle, so I had to... Try and get it out there. Yeah. Get it in. Let's catch up with you, because I feel like we just talked... It was very... No, I loved
2: it, though. Let's talk about you.
1: <sighs> okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to force my hand... Um, I I was at the gym. I was worked out, and I no braggies. Uh, <laughs> and then I I called an Uber to take it home because no I'm, braggies. And I gonna treat myself. <laughs> I'm gonna treat myself now. Like I'm I'm in my 30s. I'm gonna That's appreciate right. myself. So I'm, I take Ubers home from the gym. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't mm, have mm, any kids. Mm. I got money to waste. It's fine. Mm. Um, you ain't got no dependents. Yeah, no dependents, nada. So uh, the the guy uh, picks me up, and he kind of looks like like bad Russian number four in a Liam Neeson movie. Sure. You know. Uh huh. No lines, but yeah. got the face, so yeah, he's yeah, in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the gym is on, like, a one-way street, so I'm, like, trying to get into the car, and there's this guy behind us just, like, honking his horn. He's being, like, a total D-bag, uh, being really rude. I'm like, I'm trying to get in. I'm sorry. So I jump in, close the door, and then the guy pulls up to our car, and they are, like, driving and, f- like, yelling at each other at the same time. Uh-huh. And they're both, they're both white, just to recap. And my cabbie goes to this guy. He goes... Fuck you, nigga. Ooh. What? I know! So what did you say? I was very confused. I'd never seen a white person call another white person that. So I was like, is this... <laughs> is, this no, is, ra- is this racist? No, it is racist. Is this racist? Is it so
2: racist that it doubles back on itself and it's
1: not racist exactly. anymore?
2: Exactly! It canceled each other out because they were both white.
1: And so while this was happening, the, the radio was on, and it was uh, Bill Withers' lovely day. Mm. And I was like, is it, Bill? <laughs> is it? So I was just, I was kind of stunned, and then I think, because he realized how quiet it was in the car, he was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, so sorry. It's just that people are just crazy sometimes. And I was like... <laughs> You're the only one crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I was just like, it's okay. Um, and then I just like went back on my phone because I just I could not. I just didn't really like absorb what was happening. Right, right. And so it's really quiet. So we're driving, and he's like, Hey, so I'm having this issue with my lender at my bank about my my mortgage, and I'm like, trying. He like starts asking me for like fucking real estate advice that's a twist that's a twist like he didn't yeah right that is a strange man no one trained me on how to react to that you know like you can't right. like I don't think you'd call Al Sharpton and be like yeah this guy said the n-word but then he asked for my advice about his like loan like that's right. but he's like
2: actually I don't really know anything so it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so I was like, I really don't know what you. I rent my apartment. I don't. I can't help you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two different worlds, buddy. Yeah. Um, so we're just like we're quiet until we get to to my apartment, and I was like, okay, see you later. And then he then he like pulls up his phone, and he shows me a picture of his daughter. and okay. starts talking to me about her. And I think it's because she's, like, sort of beige. So I think he was, like, trying to be like, so we're cool. (laughs) So you get why I said it, right? I said the N-word, but my daughter is kind of black. So I was just like, I was like, your daughter is beautiful. Um, Bye. And so then I go. I don't (laughs) know. That's my, that's my, that's my whole thing in life. See you later. Bye. <laughs> um, so I, I go, I give it to my apartment. And I, I, I do a customer service like review. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Rate your thing or whatever. Yeah. And I go, hi, I'm black. Woo! <laughs> Damn, starting out with a bang
2: right off the gate.
1: <laughs> I go, hi, I'm black. <laughs> my driver's white. He got into a fight with another white driver and said the N-word. This is unacceptable! Hell yeah. <laughs> I want a refund. And then, like, two minutes later, this dude named Jason was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hell I imagine yeah. that's what his body Hell did yeah. on the other. Like, oh, no. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> he, like, throws up a little bit. <laughs> he's like I'm so sorry that is that is not what we stand for here at Uber I'm like alright fucking roll you know it's oobs Uber not... is not the fucking
2: like right. United Nations exactly and shit.
1: so he gave me a full refund I was like thanks so much um, and that's it but that was like so that's I... crazy
2: I had a, cra- a crazy cab experience Oh my god.
1: so it must have been it's a like fucking
2: we moon up. yeah we're so synced we um, synced up so, Bay got a new suit. And so, we went to a couple parties and meatpacking. We walked outside, and we were trying to get cabs. And I was, like, a little bit buzzed slash drunk. And I was like, you know what? Let me go get a cab. So, I ran maybe, like, a bunch of yards, like, in front of Blaine on the opposite side of the street. And... I see some cabs coming. Blaine's like right behind me on the right side of the street. And I was like, how I put my hand out, right? Yeah. And I see this cab with its lights on come towards me and then zoom past me (gasps) and then stop over at Blaine. No. And let me tell you, in that moment, I felt the craziest mixture of emotions. One was fuck you. And then the other one was like ha ha <laughs> so I like grab my I like fucking have my bag and my sandals and I'm like running up the fucking cobblestone street and I get in the cab and I'm like surprise motherfucker <laughs> I'm with him <laughs> that's right we swirling <laughs> The cab driver was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. <laughs> and Bl- and babe was like, babe, you got to chill. Hold on, you got to chill. Right. You got to chill a little bit. I was like, do what? <laughs> he was like, yep, we're going to talk about this later. I was like, "K?" So I said, sir, because I was still a little hot. I was still a little sassy. Right, right. I was like, can I roll my window down? I get car sick, because I do get car sick. And the guy was like, no. I was like, why? He was like, because you can't, and I don't want to get sick. Meanwhile, I'm just—we're getting all this. We have full blast air conditioning. Yeah. So I was like, "Hold on! It is within my rights to roll the window down." And he mutters something like, "And I was—I definitely wasn't that live." Um, but he muttered something like, "Well, this is why I wasn't going to pick you up because oh, I knew you were because no. I knew you were going to try and roll the window down." So I was like, excuse me? And Blaine's like, got his suit, and he's like, "I, shh, babe, I got it. Sir, what do you mean? And the guy's like, well, you know what? Get out of my cab, or I'm calling the cops. What? And we were like, what? And the guy was like, get out of my cab. You're harassing me. And so Bay, like, does, like, the white guy thing, and he pulled out his camera, and he starts to record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, babe, I love you. And so the cab driver's like, you know what? I'm calling the cops. What? And we were like, what? And I was like, call the cops. And Blaine was like, hold on, babe. No, 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 no. (laughs) And then babe was like, you know what? Wait. Okay, sir. Go ahead. Call the cops. And he's just got this. (laughs) And so we hear this. We're sitting here. This guy fucking calls the cops. And... He's like, these people are harassing me. They're in my cab. They're recording, blah, blah, blah. And, and the, the fucking police car pulls up. And I was like, you know what? I should get out of the car. And I was like, wait a minute. Bay got a suit on. Bay, you get out of the car. <laughs> so Bay, with his suit, gets out there. He talks to the cops. Cops are fucking being dope AF. And then they go up and talk to this guy. And. This guy, like, the guy had no real explanation. And the, the, the police I was like, this dude's crazy. Just, like, get another cab. And while Blaine goes and talks to the, uh, the police officers, I'm sitting there, and I was like, okay, I need to have my Rosa Parks mo- I need to give a speech <laughs> to this man. I have some very choice, like, very chill words like, okay. that I need to say that I learned from Oprah's life class.
1: <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? I was say? like, sir...
2: Excuse me. Um, I want you to know something. You really, really hurt me tonight. And uh, this is a part of a big cycle where we're perpetuating. And I just gave him this speech like... I love it. Racial, like, bias and stigmas. And I want you to know that it's not okay. And I think that you're a very mean person. (laughs) And the guy was like, get out of my cab! And I was like, it's fine. (laughs) So... Then we got another cab, and it was, like, a black dude. And the black dude was like, yeah, I mean,
1: sometimes it happens.
2: But, you know, <laughs> sometimes it bees like that. You got to watch out for these guys.
1: And oh, I was like, nah. That's crazy that we both had. It was, we are so yeah. synced. Pheebs, we got to go. Okay. All the people that are on the show tonight are some of my favorite people We're working in the city. She is so brilliant. Uh, she's been on Conan. She was just hired as a writer on a Late Night with Seth Meyers. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> She is fucking killing it. Please get up for Aparna Natchala! Meow, Yay!
3: Oh, man, so exciting! Ah, oh, birthday shows. Ah, oh, they're the best. I um I had a birthday a month ago. I'm not trying to make it about my birthday, but I I no it's exciting. It's like I'm finally at an age where I can wear Chico's unironically. <laughs> like I'm finally in the bracket. It's exciting. I uh I'm exci- I feel like I feel like in the prime of my fashion game. I got I got uh, catcalled a couple weeks ago. I know, I know. I'm surprised as you are. Um, I'm as surprised as you are. I uh, I don't get catcalled a lot. Like, I know it's a normal day-to-day occurrence for a lot of women. I don't get it a lot, and I was trying to think why. It might be because I wear an astronaut helmet around the city. That kind of puts a dent in my numbers, but I also... I think it's because, like, my general vibe when I walk around, like, my energy is kind of like, are you my mother? Like, that is, yeah, that's, like, the, you know, that's the message I put out in the universe. It's like a hint of orphan, so. People are usually like, eh, she's already scared. we will get the next one. <laughs> Whatever cat callers inner monologue is. I'm sure it's darker than that. It's a very, very adorable interpretation. But yeah, I got catcalled, and it was on my street. There was a guy sitting like a couple stoops down from the building I live in, and I had never seen him before. Like, I don't even think he lives on my street, which made me think later. I was like, is catcalling like jury duty? Like, you just get an address in the mail, and that's your assignment, and you show up, and you just wait. Where there's, like, we gotta make sure women feel objectified fairly all over the city. (laughs) So you just get your location, you put in your time. But anyway, I'd never seen him there before. I walked by him, I wasn't expecting anything, and then he just goes, Hey, sweetie, look at you, looking all beautiful and shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, classic line. Uh, It's, like, time-tested, mother not approved. I... I did not say anything. Like, I have barely developed a script for when, like, people I know are like, hi, Aparna, how's it going? (laughs) It's like anything outside of that. It's like, forget it. I can't. I can't do it. So I walked by him, and then he kept talking to me. He was like, oh, I see you. I was like, okay, I think that's the baseline of what we've established here. We (laughs) both see each other. Thank you for naming it. Uh, and I kept walking, and he was like, there you go. <laughs> I was like, is he just gonna keep narrating my day? Very unimaginatively. And then I walked like another avenue, I turned around, he was like still yelling at me, like waving his arms, I couldn't even hear him at this point. I was like, oh, you know what, maybe he's just workshopping today. Yeah, like it's not even about what he's saying. He's just like running lines, keeping himself fresh, <laughs> seeing what feels good. And then I was gone like an hour. I had coffee with someone. I came back. He was sitting in the exact same place. I was like, great, this is my nightmare. Um, I walked by and was like, maybe he won't say anything. And then he just goes, Skinny Bones, is that you? <laughs> You know, it was such a departure from his previous work. Yeah. It was like a total genre shift. It was like he had moved into a new period as an artist. It It, like, totally caught me off guard. And my first impulse was to laugh, but I was like, no, you can't give him anything. Even though, like, he totally, he did make my college eating disorder blush, you know? It was like, oh, yeah, it was like a sweet moment. I was like, thank you, but... I was like, no, you can't give him anything, so I like walk by him, and then he just goes, Skinny bones. <laughs> like we had this shared history that I wasn't acknowledging. He's was like, you remember me. And I was just like, Nope, nope, nope. And I like ran, walked up to my stoop, and then I went up the steps into my door, and I just heard one last sad, resigned skinny bones. <laughs> it was like a full emotional arc. It's kind of beautiful, but I still think there's like a stubborn segment of the population that's just like, I don't see what's wrong with this. Like, it's a cultural thing. It's a form of appreciation. Like, I would love it if I walked down the street and someone complimented my Adam's apple or it's like whatever they're bringing to the table. Um, I don't pay attention to men. That's all they are to me. It's like Adam's apple and money. Um, So... (laughs) <laughs> I, I just—it's so weird that people are like, "Ah, oh, I don't take it personally." Like, it's so hard. Like, whenever your cat call it's so hard to not take it personally. It's so hard to be like, "Oh, skinny bones, yeah, that could have been about anything. <laughs> he could have been talking to a tree or a fire hydrant. He could have been running through his obese dog's grocery list. Like, how dare I make it about me?" There's like one time in my life where I've been catcalled where I was like, okay, that was not about me. That was something else. Like one time I was walking on a different street, uh, pretty well traveled, and um, I walked by this guy and he just goes, happy Friday night, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's like not even about my body. He could have literally been talking to a baby. (laughs) Who am I to assume? I'm not getting any younger. And then, yeah, I walk by him, and then he just goes, well, it's still light outside, so it's not technically night. (laughs) And he kept walking, and he's like, but it's seven, so it is night. (laughs) And he was like still correcting himself as I walked away. And I was like, okay, that was clearly not about me. Like, I just experienced the rarest unicorn, Woody Allen of cat calling. <laughs> where it's just like, oh, I can't get it right. <laughs> Friday, are we still doing days? I don't know. Nice knees. Ah, oh, back to the drawing board.
0: This <laughs> is the first time
3: I wanted to be like, Come on, buddy, believe in yourself. We both got things to work on. <laughs> we both got problem areas. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much. Thanks a lot. Aparna, everybody. Woo!
2: 1 a.m. Uh, a couple days ago, I got the most outrageous text. Oh, and it God. was a picture of maybe, probably a drunk Phoebe. Not uh, drunk. In not Vegas. Drunk. Not, not drunk. That's no. so interesting. Um, <laughs> doing what looked like a wheelbarrow, you know, with this, like, beautiful, like, built white man. No, he's and her, a Latino. Oh, ex- <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Latino. And she's got her, her hands on a table and her legs are up. What was it? Around his... Was it around his beautiful they Latino just, body um, or was it up on, on his the shoulders?
1: sides of his body? He was like,
2: and somehow <laughs> in all her finesse uh, and in her workout journey, Phoebe's got like one hand up, like <laughs> at the camera. I want to know the story behind that.
1: Um, So uh, one of my best friends, Jamie Lee is getting married next year. And so we went to Vegas uh-huh. and um, she, she wanted to go to strip club, which I was like, I don't want to go to a strip club. It's going to be gross. Like, I was very anti it. And then we got there, and I was like, fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of strip club was it? So we, get, we went to the strip club. It was called OG. Uh-huh. Um, so OG? dumb. OG? Like OG. Like original, original gangster? Yeah, yeah. Not OG. There's no. a titty. Yeah, no. It's like, OG, there's some titties. Like, yeah, they're, okay. They okay. mean okay. it. They really mean it. Um... It's, it's two levels. On the first level, it's, like, female strippers, and the second level is male strippers. How awesome. And it, which is great, but they're just very different energy. How, how between, so? Like, the one with the male strippers, like, it was, like, everyone was, like, having a great time, and it was, like, fun. And then, like, the one with the female strippers, it was, like, just guys by themselves. Like, right. In, it's a private experience. Right. And they were, like, all sad. <laughs> So downstairs and, it was like
2: I'm escaping from my wife.
1: Right. And it was like it was like it was beyond like dad bod. It was like it was like I just ate so much lean cuisine until it was no longer uh-huh. lean anymore. Uh. <laughs> downstairs was TV dinner. Upstairs was magic Mike. Yeah. Like. And so like all the female strippers were just kind of like they were kind of standing like they were like waiting for like an MTA announcement like you <laughs> Do you mean,
2: like, they were waiting to get engaged with a man? Yeah,
1: because there would just be chicks, like, walking around. Like, none of the guys looking at them. I'm like, what, why are you here? It was so weird. Because you're going to make that money, Right. And then upstairs, it was, like, Magic Mike. So it started off kind of slow. Because we got there at, like, 8, which I guess is, like, really early. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but we're all in our 30s. That's 30. 7 a.m. stripper time. Yeah, we're all in our 30s. So we're like, yeah, uh-huh. we got to get in there. We have dinner at 7. Uh-huh strippers at eight. Okay. That's what so happens in your 30s. That's happens in your 30s? Okay. Right, right. Okay. So look forward to that. Uh, okay. Um, so we get there and it's kind of, like there are two bachelorette parties there and we immediately hate them. We're just uh-huh. like, they're basic bitches. Like that's just... Usually are. You know, Usually you just have are. to hate the other women of in the course, room. Of right? course. Of course. Right. Of course. So... So we sit down, and then the stripper, the guy, it was like Magic Mike, the prequel, you know? Yeah. Before anyone has made it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we were sitting there for a while, and we were like, wait, we were like, why aren't these male strippers coming over us? Like, we're cute, like, what's going on? So I pulled one of the strippers over to me, this black guy, because I didn't trust the white strippers. Like, I knew he was going to give me the real, real. Yeah. yeah, So. I was White strippers were like, we're busy. Yeah, ma'am, you need to wait your turn, ma'am. Right. Like, I, you know, I don't want that. You know what I mean?
2: If you can just pull a number, ma'am, and calm down. Right. Then maybe we'll... <laughs> why are you yelling, ma'am? Okay, we're going to call the cops.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I got one of the black ones. And I was like, hey, what's the deal? Like, why are there no strippers over uh-huh. here? And he was like, well, there's a rule here. Like, we can't come to you guys until your drinks have arrived.
2: What? Why? They guess because they think they're would gonna be... strip and then people run.
1: No, I think it'll just be like too real if like they're sober and we're sober. Oh. You know? <laughs> yeah, looking into you know the eyes mean? of sadness, two people. Right. <laughs> it's just he's just like waving his and dick you're like, in my well, face. Well, I guess and I'm this like, is happening.
2: Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That would be super. Excellent.
2: Weird. Um, like all the lights are on. It's the
1: equivalent of all the lights being on. Right. On the well, call. you're like, <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um. So uh it was mind blowing like within really? like in 10 minutes I went from like I don't know about this and I was just like you get over here you're gonna lap dance on my friend and then you're giving me a lap dance like Ooh, I was like, shit. like holy shit I just turned into like you know a Wall that's Street that's a pimp dude and, yeah I would just turn like it like into Leonardo DiCaprio from The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> "Where's the cocaine?" <laughs> like I was, you're doing, just, you know? You're doing like
2: lines off of that dude's like beautiful <laughs> penis, like. <laughs> Ay! Oh At least that's what I, I fantasize yeah. and imagine. Yeah. That's what you're
1: doing. Um, Damn, dude, that sounds yeah, It was like really cool. So tight. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, are you guys ready for more show? Yeah. I just want to say, first of all, this guy yeah. is an absolute dream machine. That's Not her boobie. Gonna mm-hmm. He's very, very gorgeous man. But he is cool. also very hilarious. He yes. has been on literally every TV show. Conan, yeah. Comedy Central. It's he has great, two yeah. specials out on Netflix. Really? He's just taped. Yes. So you have to fucking watch it. Very and, cool. And he just taped another special. What? With, with an air date TBD. Woo! Please give it up for... Get
0: Hi, everyone, I'm Gary, and, uh, yeah, that's plenty. That's plenty, plenty, plenty of, wait till you see what I do, and then you'll be like, yeah, we gave him what he deserved. Um, we, we know how to get a free Uber ride. Hmm? I'm black. <laughs> right? It's he said, he said. Or she- Usually he. All right, I don't. I don't feel very gorgeous. <laughs> I'm a wreck. Um, I wanted to share this thing that my girlfriend and I have been doing. Um, we we role play. I I can't recommend it enough. It's a lost art, if it if it ever was an art. Maybe it was never an art, and I just I'm I'm a renaissance of it. Um, my life is the renaissance of role playing but I, I, I highly recommend it. It can really spice up a, a relationship that's in a rut <clears throat> <laughs> like uh, the other night we were playing Secretary of Housing and Urban Development <laughs> But here's, here's the twist. She was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. I was Deputy Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. So there was that, there was that status thing. She was my boss, and I, I didn't feel she was pushing her agenda hard enough. I was like, did, did we come to Washington to make friends? <laughs> I, we came to make changes. <laughs> uh, my favorite... My favorite um, Scenario is professor and senior who really needs to pass my class to graduate, right? The stakes are high. The stakes are high. So I'm a, I'm a professor at a prestigious New England university, and, and, and my girlfriend is a senior in my intro to Western Civ. I know, I know, I know. Why is she a senior in the intro? She gave me some horseshit about transferring in from UMass or some other safety school. I didn't, I didn't buy it either, guys. I didn't buy it either. <laughs> so she comes to me, she comes to me during my office hours, Monday and Wednesday, three to five, and by appointment. And, and I know something's up. I know something's a brew because she's wearing a, a very provocative tank top, a little little skirt climbing way up the knee, um, high heels. Uh, I'm wearing an argyle sweater over an Oxford button-down tan khakis chocolate brown loafers with a belt to match. I look the balls <laughs> So she says uh, Excuse me. Um, excuse me professor Lewis. I, I can't use my real last name at this college because they don't hire Jews <laughs> Some something I will address once I have tenure but for now, it's go along to get along. She says, excuse me, Professor Lewis, I think I might be in danger of failing your intro to Western Civ, and I just want you to know I'm willing to do anything to pass. And I said, anything? And she said, uh. So I, I looked at my rank book. I only give a midterm and a final. It's, it's the intro. I'm not going to knock myself out. So, so, all I have to go is go on is the, is the midterm. She got a 57, 57. What was the median grade? Good question that nobody asked. 83, 83, the kids did pretty good on this one. So what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying even with the curve, I don't have a lot of wiggle room. But here's how I, here's how I operate if you show up to class and you participate, I'll bump your grade up. I'm strict, but I'm fair. That's sort of my rep around campus. Oh, you got Lewis? Yeah, he's strict, but he's fair. And I heard he's a Jew. He's he's either a Jew or he's had the flu four Rosh Hashanahs in a row. So her attendance of course abysmal she doesn't participate but I want to work with her she seems like a good kid so I said uh how do you feel about a little extra credit she said oh yeah are going to give me some extra credit I would love some extra credit I said I'll, I'll give you more extra credit than you can handle and she, and she said I believe I can take every inch of your extra credit and I said uh that's not how we measure extra credit. <laughs> I don't know what they did at UMass, but here... Here we go by pages. I want, I want you to write a, a 12-page paper on the Industrial Revolution or an, or an equally broad topic of your choice, strict but fair. And, and if you get a 70 or better on the final, I'll pass you. And she said, I don't think you understand. I'll do anything to pass. And I said, no. No, it's you that doesn't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the concept of anything. <laughs> See, a 12-page paper falls within the realm of anything. <laughs> it's what we call a subset of anything. I don't, I don't want to have to draw a Venn diagram for you. That's, it's more of a math department thing. I don't want to step on any toes. Now... Now, by this time, my girlfriend is frustrated and a little angry, and she said, Gary, Professor Lewis, Gary, are we gonna have sex tonight or should I just put on my pajamas? She broke character. I was furious. I'm wearing an Argyle sweater. It's, I'm sweating my balls off. I'm I'm not looking for Daniel Day-Lewis, but a little artistic verisimilitude would be appreciated, (laughs) hon. Are we going to have sex tonight? Are you going to buckle down and stop wasting your parents' money? (laughs) I I didn't want to have sex with her. At that point, I didn't want to have sex with her. I wanted her to be a better student. And she went to bed, I didn't care, I had papers to grade. So, yeah. I'd she didn't apply herself. Um, so, ever wonder if you're smart? Well, I came to a conclusion the other day. I was, there was an article in the New York Times about there are uh, two black holes colliding um, in a galaxy three and a half billion light years away. Anyhow, since I was a little kid, I've been, um, you know, I'm, I'm down with science nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, and black holes are riveting because they're, they're like, you could time travel if you go through one, supposedly. So I was like, oh, I'm going to read this article and it's going to make me happy. And then, um, and then I got like three sentences in and I stopped and I was like, look, you can't look up every word. Like, that's not a viable strategy. You're you're not smart enough. This is too smart for you. Like, there's a point when you're young, people are like, oh, someday you'll understand. But someday is here. I didn't I didn't understand and and it was humbling. I was like, "Wow, shit, you're just not smart enough." There's stuff no, you don't have enough knowledge like how how smart how smart am I? Like um I figured out how smart I am. I'm I'm not I'm not a moron, but uh but, but this is what I am. This is how I like to put it. I'm just smart enough to be unhappy. Like like if ignorance is bliss. I'm right above that. Like, there's no bliss. I have no bliss. There's, I know too much, but not enough to do anything about it. It's a very uh, sad predicament. Like, I, I, was, oh, I was out of it last night. I, I knew I was gone because I was eating ice cream with a fork. Oh, ice cream with a fork. Fork prints in ice cream are an indication of a life in chaos. Like, nobody with their shit together is eating ice cream with a fork, stabbing at the ice cream with the fork. Like, like, they have several spoons. And I'm using a fork to eat the ice cream. And sometimes people are like, why don't you just wash a spoon? <laughs> wash, wash a spoon. Yeah, why don't I shower? Yeah, right, right after I uh, put a top sheet on the bed a blanket that doesn't warm. I'm gonna, I have that much laundry wash that I'm going to use that. That's depressed people don't have top sheets. A fork in ice cream. Unbelievable. Like I can extrapolate a whole world from fork prints in ice cream. Like I can tell so much about a person just from the fork prints in the ice cream. Like I don't need to look at their iPhone to know that it's cracked. right that's that's if you can find it and the, and the other thing with with um with a fork if you're eating your ice cream with a fork you're going to finish it like the hole you're trying to fill is too deep to be quenched with a pint of ice cream there's just no way and then you get to that last those last that last puddle of ice cream at the bottom it's just just liquid and, and with a spoon you could bring it up and it's a little soupy action but with a fork it's it's just uh well it's impossible and you're, you're just licking the tines of the fork and it, it's it's just painful enough physically that, that you're like oh this there's no more left <laughs> there's no more left the fork ice cream eaters the lid is gone Right, There are people who save the lid, but a fork, ice cream, they're, they're not even lying to themselves. Like the, you, you, the Lid, you are never joining forces with the carton again. Ever. You'll never, You're going to go back into the freezer. You didn't make it into the freezer from the store. The other side of that, though, there's the other side of the spectrum. There are people who, not only do they not eat ice cream with a fork, they don't eat ice cream with the same thing they scooped it out of the carton with like they have a separate tool to bring the ice cream into another setting and then, and then they put the cover on and put it back into the, the free, like they have a scooper and many times this has a lever on the side that delicately places the ice cream into a bowl that has the words ice cream painted on the side. That's the, that's the other side of the world but us, us fork ice cream eaters we are, uh, we are a sad group anxious too I get so fucking anxious some people that have never experienced anxiety but I can explain it perfectly you know that feeling when you think your phone is in this pocket well that, that stomach thing that you, you get when in between finding it in this pocket and that like oh my day just took a turn Like, I feel like that all day long. Like, I'm, I never find my phone. All right, thanks very much, everybody. Good night. Thank you.
2: next act is very hilarious. She's super funny. She's a favorite of Phoebe's um, as well as mine, which is why she's doing the show tonight, because it's Phoebe's birthday. She has a new album out that you can get on iTunes, I believe. Amazon and, and, Amazon Spotify. and Spotify. Damn, she got it on lock. Please give it up for Michelle,
1: Michelle Bouton! Bouto!
4: I love hanging out with those bitches. I feel like I just want to fucking write poetry. Start fucking snapping my fingers. I love their... You guys are cute. Like, the audience is... Everyone looks like an Erica, but I don't. This is fucking adorable. I just want to call Tyrone. (laughs) When I was 17, I was a senior in high school, and I just, like, couldn't wait to fucking get out of Jersey. Like, I'm Jamaican and Haitian, and everybody was just like, shit, my people are out. we we ain't passing out paper towels in the bathroom, no sir bitch ooh la 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 (laughs) yeah but it was crazy Like telling people, like I'm from Trenton and it was like Italian, Irish and Polish was exotic so when you say Jamaican or Haitian, you look like me, everyone's like why are you so light and how come you don't have a basket of fruit on your head I'm like what the fuck and that was like my guidance counselor. I'm like, bitch, are you serious? <laughs> like at 17, I knew I was too cute for a whole zip code. So I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. And I applied to a bunch of schools in Miami, and thank God I got in because Miami was fucking beautiful. The air was warm, there was palm trees, my fart smelled like pineapple. I was like, what the fuck? It was a am- man, and there was this like Gloria Estefan playing everywhere, like rhythm is gonna get you. And I'm like, yes. I want that rhythm to fucking get me. And (laughs) it was great. It was like affluent Caribbean people. It was like the Cosby show, but Caribbean without the rape. And I was like, yes! It was amazing. And I went to Florida International University, which was super international. You heard of it? Are you just wooing? Okay, I was like, nobody heard of that shit. (laughs) That's the school you go to because they don't drug test. And, um... International wasn't even the fucking word. Like I go to class and people be like, damn, your English is so good. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I'm American. My bad. <laughs> so I loved Miami. I felt like at home. And also, this is like the mid nineties. So I was like kind of like a wannabe gangster bitch. <laughs> like I had basically this lipstick on at all times, just like like with liner around it, like black liner. I had like cross colors, carcanae. <laughs> Just all types of, like, a Malcolm X pendant and, like, a, the book in my back pocket, but I never fucking read it. And I would go around and say shit, like, do the right thing, but I never saw the movie. Like, I just had, a, like, a lot of feelings and nowhere to put them. So that was me. And I also loved to dance. Like, that was my shit. Like, I wanted to be, like, a fly girl and I live in color. I wanted to be like a backup dancer for Usher, and I was like, "My way, my way, what I will say goes." And I'm like I has so many moves. <laughs> so I used to go uh, dancing all the time, but to teeny Bopper places because I was like 17 and a half, and I went out this one night to this place. It was, like, 18 to 21. Had a bunch of grape soda. And I saw this guy across the room and he was fucking beautiful. He was tall. He had, like, curly hair, like him play, but not. And I was like, yes. And he had, like, baggy clothes on, just, like, fucking polo, everything, and not even, like, the clearance shit, like, the good shit. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then... He had like a crucifix, so I was like, oh my God, I'll put it in my face. And just like bouncing every time he danced, I was like, mm. and then he had like a fishing vest on, but he didn't fish. I was like, yes, so many pockets. And I was just like, instantly, like, you. Like, do you guys remember your first love? Were you in high school when that happened? have you guys ever loved? (laughs) My God, is everyone dead inside? Well, he was my first love. His name was Eric, and I made eye contact with him, but I did that thing you're supposed to do where I was just like... (laughs) 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 So he danced over to me, and we were doing all the same moves, like call and repeat, And, like, I just smelled the jacar, like, fucking off his neck. I was like, yeah. And I, like, turned around. I was like, oh, my God, this is what I can do. Like, it was so amazing. And it went on all night. And at the end of the night, we exchanged beeper numbers. (laughs) Because this was the mid-'90s. And we were, like, attached at the hip from that point. Like, even when we went out to the parking lot, we both realized we had Mazda protégés. And I was like, what? Like, we had the same car, both leased by your mother. I'm like, we're so adult. And we just could not stop talking to each other on the phone. And, you know, I was going to college, and he wasn't going to college. He worked at Best Buy. and <laughs> He worked at Best Buy and sold weed. And I was like, he is so fucking cool. And we just want to, like, be together all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the one. Like, we're going to move in together. We're going to live by the mall. And um, we're going to be super close to Cheesecake Factory and, you know, get a place with beige carpet and white blinds and, like, fucking do it. And he was, my, I mean, he was my first everything. Like, sexually, he was, like, my first, like, everything. Like, he was the first guy ever who was like, come over here and sit on my face. I was like... <laughs> he was he was and then I went over and I sat on his face and he was like get up I can't breathe (laughs) it's like need more direction (laughs) But it was fucking wonderful. And I realized we were about three years in, and it was just, like, amazing. We were, like, thinking of names for our kids and all this bullshit. And I realized that his house didn't look like my house or his friend's house because everybody else's house had, like, pictures of their, like, graduation and field trips and, like, growing up and all this other shit. Like, back in the day, we didn't have cameras on our phone. So we had to, like, get pictures developed, cut them out, make a collage, hang that shit up in your room. And I was the good friend. I would get doubles and then give you a fucking... I'd be like, here you go, girl. (laughs) Do your collage. And sometimes I'll upgrade. I'm like, uh-uh, I upgrade i am like uh uh i do not want the glossy. I want the mag because I'm cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) And thank you, bitches over 35. And... I was like, Eric, you need to get your collage game on point, boo-boo. Like, we all got collage. Look how many friends I got, Eric. Look what I did this past week. Like, you need a collage. And (laughs) Eric didn't give a fuck because he was so cool. And one night, I had a really crazy dream. My mom told me because I had spicy food. And I had a dream that Eric told me that he never graduated high school because I never saw, like, a high school picture. And then I I had that fucking dream. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I Dr. filled myself. And I called him up the next day. I was like, hey, E, I had this dream. You told me you couldn't graduate high school. And he was like, oh, my God, Michelle, I didn't graduate high school. And he started crying like a little bitch. (laughs) And I was like, what you talking about, man? He's like, honestly, Michelle, I don't even know how to read very well. And I was like, what the fuck you talking about, man? And then he told me this crazy story. I love that everyone got serious, but you just laughing your ass off. <laughs> she is, you are get your $15 worth. She is, she's like, I don't give a fuck if this motherfucker's dead. I am laughing. I am laughing. This is funny. Adult education is hilarious. <laughs> Illiteracy is my jam. Um... <laughs> A bobo. So Eric told me this crazy story about how his dad died. I knew his dad had passed away, but he's like, look, my dad passed away when I was 10 and he left us with a bunch of debt. So my mom had to work three jobs and I just dropped out of school because I was depressed and she never fucking noticed. So I don't even know how to read very well. And I was like, the fuck? Right. And I'm just like, I'm gonna stay with you. and I'm gonna work through this shit with you because I love you. And that's what love is i feel like i'm ricky lake this bitch goes no you guys are really working through it with me right now and i appreciate that thank you so i knew it was time to like break up because we started having arguments about this shit and I started saying shit like, but you said you learned how to read from me. And that's when you know it's time to really go. But it was also this type of relationship that like I didn't know how to let go. Like, have you ever been in that relationship where it takes you like a year to break up with somebody? Cause you're just used to it, it's comfortable. You guys are fucking weird, just laughing at weird parts. But like, yeah, I mean like. There's always a birthday or a family event or, like, a cruise to the Bahamas. We couldn't get a refund on so I was like, oh, fuck. There's no convenient time to break up with this man because I thought he was my everything. And, you know, I graduated college. We were still kind of together, and the love that we started with was not the love we end with. And I was a different person by the time I graduated college, too, and he was still at Best Buy selling weed. And I moved to New York, and he, like, gave me this hot cell phone he stole from Sprint. (laughs) And... We used to, we used to call each other on it, and I just thought it was so hot. And I was like, I get it, Carmela Soprano. Like, I don't fucking know why. I had my own cell phone, but I was like, this is cool. And he came to visit me in New York one time, and both the cell phones were on the bed, and they were exactly alike. And it rang, and I picked it up, and this girl was on the other end. She goes, "Is Eric there?" And I go, "Who dis?" And she go, "Who dis?" And I go, "Who dis?" This went on for a real long time. Because <laughs> we knew who the fuck this was. I just hung up the phone, and I had, like, an Angela Bassett moment and waiting to exhale. Do you know what I mean? Where I was, like, shoop, shoop. I was, like, get your shit! Get your shit and get out! Like, just kicked him out. I love that three-and-a-half black girls get it. The rest of y'all, like, what the fuck this bitch talking about? But it's a good movie. So... I kicked him the fuck out and this bitch called me on my cell phone because she's resilient and <laughs> she said some shit I wish none of my, like not even my worst enemy would fucking hear. She's like, you don't know me, but I know everything about you. She's like, I know your grandma's birthday is March 1st and you guys go down to Jamaica for her birthday because Eric House sits and I've been to your parents' house and I fucked him in every room. <laughs> yes, bitch. So I hung up the phone and did some prison (laughs) push-ups. A la Queen Latifah set it off. (laughs) I went and got some sushi and some sake. I thought about my feelings. I was reading the Village Voice, and I saw an ad for comedy. I was like, I'm going to do this shit. And I took a comedy class two days later, and all my jokes, my first jokes, were about him. My first joke I ever wrote was about him. Y'all want to hear it? (laughs) I know you do, bitch. (laughs) Lines at Disney World remind me of my ex-boyfriend. Three hours of waiting for a two-minute ride. I thought it was pretty good for a first joke. But it just felt so good. It was so cathartic. I was like, yes, I got to get this out. And I just started doing jokes about him and blogging about him. And my friends are like, you got to be careful because you're using his first and last name. (laughs) And I was like, bitch, I don't give a fuck because that motherfucker can't read! All right, good night, everybody. I got to go
1: Craig Craig nay
2: So, Craig Craig nay
1: This show was amazing. Yeah, it was I really mean, good. hello, we have Michelle Bouteau, mm-hmm. Gary Goldman, yeah. a Solid. Those are amazing. And uh, we got to get some shout outs before we peace out of here. Yeah. Tito Queens was produced by Joanna Salatara. The team also includes Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, Rachel Neal, Bill Moss, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music is by Jeff Brodsky. So, did you like it? Did you laugh? Then subscribe right now so you don't miss our next episode coming at you sooner than you think. And oh, also
2: follow us on Twitter at 2DopeQueens. Queens. That is the number 2 Dope Queens. That's where we're bringing you exclusive videos and behind-the-scenes recordings that was just too cray-cray for the
1: podcast. bam. Is this usable? No. <laughs>